Hello, and welcome to the Worldwide Civility Council podcast on civility. Today's podcast is a rebroadcast of the conversation with Russ Sherbonia, hosted by Menard Edwards of the Tyler's Place, a podcast of the Supreme Council of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction. Something I'm very excited about. We, we live in a very divided time. I don't think I need to tell anybody that. I mean, you can't turn on television. You can't look on social media, certainly not on social media, and not see the division that is surrounding us right now. And so there's been a call for Masons to lead the communities they're in towards civility. And Brother Russ Charvonia is heading up something called the Masonic Family Civility Project. And Brother Russ is a past Grandmaster of California, and he joins us now. Brother Russ, this is this is exciting to me because I think this is something that is way, way overdue. Tell me about the Masonic Family Civility Project. What is it? We started this effort at the Conference Grandmasters in North America in February 2014 in Baltimore, Maryland where we suggested to the brethren that the world about us was becoming increasingly uncivil and that if left unchecked, the world may well become a place that we're not willing to leave to our children and our grandchildren. And then we further suggested that as Masons, we have the principles, the values, the symbols, the language of civility, of how to treat each other with respect and dignity. And that was the birth of of this effort uh, to where it is now truly a worldwide effort. We have accomplished an awful lot, but we clearly have a lot more that we need to be doing. Okay, so how does this manifest itself, if you will? I mean, how, how does it how does it work? What do you do? We, since February of 2014, we have had a task force of brothers from across North America who have met every month and have identified and created various resources uh, to help to, to make available to grand jurisdictions across the globe. And these resources uh, include a civility toolkit, a civility scorecard, um, bookmarks, all kinds of different things to help the brothers to be more civil in their own behavior and to help to create greater civility within their own walks of life, in their own communities, in the Masonic lodges, their houses of worship, their schools workplaces, wherever. And all of this, uh, these resources are housed on MasonicCivility.org. Um, in addition, we've created a Masonic Civility Ambassadors Network. It is truly worldwide. We have ambassadors in Mexico and Brazil and Serbia and Israel and just all over the place. Um, so that's how we're really spreading the word and spreading the resources. So this whole thing, this is not about not having difficult discussions. This is not about avoiding conflict necessarily. This is not about squashing dissenting opinions by any means. This is more about finding a way to discuss and express opinions in a way that's that's fruitful and, and I guess comfortable for everyone involved in the conversation. Well, and you're, Maynard, you're capturing exactly what we struggled with when we first started this effort. Um, I mentioned the Civility Task Force, and we spent the first four months of our meetings trying to define what civility was, uh, both inside the Masonic realm and outside. And we were just struggling like crazy. We were having a heck of a time until I finally did what I should have done at the outset, which was Google it. And I checked out, you know, I typed in civility on Wikipedia, and lo and behold, it says, see incivility. 
And all of a sudden, we felt kind of vindicated. Well, no wonder we're struggling with putting our fingers around exactly what it is. It is so much easier to describe what civility is not than what it is. Well, there is now a definition of civility on Wikipedia, and that's a definition that we were able to get submitted and have accepted. And Freemasonry is mentioned very prominently in there. I've had many people tell me that civility is just about being nice and polite and abiding by rules of etiquette and, and maybe even avoiding difficult subjects. And I've had others tell me, no, civility has nothing to do with that. Civility is just about being able to deal with difficult subjects. And I think it's somewhere in between. I don't think we can engage in complex, um, controversial discussions unless we're treating each other with a decent, a reasonable degree of respect and dignity. Um, you have to have that before we can have any kind of deeper conversation. But boy, what civility allows you to do is to be able to talk with somebody who has different opinions and is passionate about them and be able to come to a greater good. As Masons, we're sort of honor-bound to not talk about politics, religion, those divisive-type things when the lodge door closes. But out in the communities at large, it can be pretty challenging to, you know, kind of remember that. So as Masons, can you give us some best practices we might want to follow in looking for civility? So I'm going to go back to our Masonic teachings. And the very first thing we're taught when we knock on the doors of the lodge and cross the threshold is that we are here to learn to subdue our passions and to improve ourselves in masonry. Why is that the very first thing? I believe it's because we cannot begin to improve ourselves until we first learn to subdue our passions. And the very best symbol within a lodge to me on that is the point within the circle. And I interpret that in a few different ways. That point, of course, is us, the individual who's striving to become a better person. And the first thing we're taught to do is to take the compasses and circumscribe a circle around our prejudices and our attitudes and our passions and our behaviors. And I take that a little bit further in that I think that creates a boundary that we need to have a sensitivity of when our actions are in beginning to intrude upon the rights and enjoyment of another person. And when that happens, we need to have that awareness, that sensitivity to then back off. This isn't meaning or saying that we should not be passionate because without passion, nothing worthwhile would get accomplished. But that's a big problem with society right now is we all think we have the, the right to share everything that we think and feel no matter what with no restraint. And guess what? That restraint, that, that right applies to me, but not to anybody else. Uh, no, you need to police yourself on that. And when we talk about social media, um, that's where I think we get ourselves in trouble. So one of the things that I will oftentimes do when I see a group of, of Masons communicating on social media in a way that I think is not terribly Masonic, I will simply put hashtag Masons for civility. And it seems to generally do one of two things. Either they're blocking me and I can't see where, what they're doing, or it tends to moderate the conversation and just gently remind them of, of their Masonic values. And then another important concept, I think, and I'm going to share this with you in a little more detail. From the day I was installed senior steward of the lodge, 
Worshipful Jack Joe, or blessed memory, at the end of every meeting, would come up next to me, put his arm around me, and proceed to tell me what I had done wrong. Well, fast forward now three and a half years later, I'm master of the lodge, and it's now the December meeting. It's my final meeting as master, and I finally nailed it. I'm convinced I didn't make a mistake. And I'm determined to get out of that lodge before Jack rains on my parade. So I gather the lodge closed. I make a beeline for the door. And, well, for an older guy, Jack was pretty darn quick because he caught up to me about where the altar was. Puts his arm around me. I've got my arm cocked. I'm ready to give it to him right in the gut. How dare you? But something stopped me. And I finally realized what Jack was doing. While I thought I was at the pinnacle of my Masonic career, he realized I had a lot more growth to do. I had a lot of, lot more room for self-improvement, and he didn't give up on me. And I think that we need to remember that we are all mentors. And when I look at that point within the circle symbol, you see those two parallel perpendicular lines, which are said to represent our patron saints and masonry. To me, those are also my Masonic mentors. And what Worshipful Jack was doing for me and with me was he was gently admonishing me of my errors. Did anybody else know what he was saying to me? Of course not. For all they knew that, you know, he were talking about where we're going for a nice tea afterwards. But he admonished me privately and he praised me very publicly. An example, I think, worthy of emulation. Further, he was whispering good counsel in my ears and he never stopped that. And I needed that, and frankly, I miss that today. That's what I think we can do when we see a brother erring. We need to go up to him, put our arm around him, and gently admonish him of where we think we are, he is erring, and whisper that good counsel in his ear. Is it always going to be accepted and appreciated? Of course not. But I think we owe it to him to try to help him in that regard. And I think all too often we're afraid to do that. 